President Trump's counselor, Kellyanne Conway, says statements made by MSNBC hosts that she was only working for Trump for the hefty paycheck are untrue. Yes, clearly she's also working for President Trump because she lost a bet. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, do you want to know state secrets? Come on down to the White House. President Trump will tell you. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Joined, as almost always, by Scott Moore at S-Man 80 at the far end of the desk, for those watching on YouTube, and our regular, irregular host, our frequent fill-in host, Brooke Solis, at Brooke Solis TV. And I just want to make sure, Taylor or no Taylor? I always Depends get confused. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Brooks well, Solis is perfect. Because that's what the online handle is. And that yes. you know that's what it all comes down to. Is if you don't have a Twitter name, you kind of don't exist. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> welcome. We're so glad you're with us. Thank and you. as I was joking beforehand, you know, we can only have one strong Latina woman per episode. So <laughs> Chelsea's gone, then it's all right. But that's just a joke because next week we're going to have you both. So uh, Two token Latinas That's right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> It'll be an even even match, you know. And then I if, don't know that it's going to be even. Well, if, if if Scott's <laughs> no. not here, then I'll be the token. So, but uh, Scott, you're always here, almost. Anyway, I have uh, no life. don't forget to I follow say? the show's Twitter at Trump Report ABTV. Please follow us there. Like us on YouTube. Comment and rate on iTunes. I can't stress how important that is for the show because that bumps up where you can find us. If you type mm-hmm. in politics, if you Google Trump. You might get us first. You probably won't. But if we get nice comments from all of you out there, then we will. And uh, Josh in the booth, if we can get the the chat up Mm -hmm. when you have a chance, because uh, I always like to see which of our friends are out there. And, you know, a lot of the time there are people who are not our friends who are in there, but we appreciate them tuning in all the same. Mm -hmm. Um, They have terrible things to say sometimes. But (laughs) we appreciate all of you. Yeah, we appreciate you in a a weird way. I like seeing the other So. Uh, the big story is, of course, uh, President Trump telling tales out of school, revealing intelligence secrets to the Russians in the Oval Office for humanitarian reasons, things about ISIS, intelligence that he received apparently from the Israelis. Uh, then we've since heard that, you know, what he shared, people could die. So, uh, Brooke, as, as our guest, and of course, mm-hmm. ladies first, when you heard this story, just the beginnings of this story, uh, sorry, I saw a comment in the booth in there that has nothing to do with anything. Danny H., can ABC bring back Last Man Standing? And he's bringing that up because people right. think that that's a political decision, not a sixth year of a sitcom gets much more expensive for mediocre ratings for a guy who was really big 25 years ago. But... We're really glad you're here, Danny. Anyway, everything else is coming back these days. Roseanne, Will and Grace. Well, yeah, but this is a this is a new show. So what they should do is pitch like ten episodes of Home Improvement because that will come back. Sure, that will. Anyway, I haven't seen Last Man Standing, but I thought it was a reference to the Last Man Standing. I thought it would be the Last Man Standing of of Trump. Yeah, if if you've ever seen if you've ever seen Tim Allen, if you've ever even seen five minutes of Home Improvement, you've seen Last Man Standing. Yeah, exactly. It is the same thing essentially. So what? Uh, did you think when you first heard about the story oh, that uh, President Trump you know, he does a lot of crazy things, but uh, telling secrets to the Russians who he's not friends with, he barely talks to, but he's telling right. them secrets in the White House. What did you think when you first heard this, Brooke? Well, I was by no means shocked. I didn't really question it 
given Trump's history with Twitter and impulsivity and inability to kind of keep his mouth shut, but then more so, I mean, think of the timeline of what has gone on with this entire thing. He just fired James Comey. He's meeting with Lavrov and um, Kislyak. Am I saying that right? Yes. I think you are. And, uh, I avoided saying their names. Me too, because I, I was I, afraid yeah. I wouldn't get it and right. And I didn't think, I thought for a second, no, he couldn't have been, he couldn't be that dumb. To do something like that. Well, in but the Oval like, Office, like if you're gonna if you're gonna give secrets to the places. Russians, do it the good old fashioned way. And of course, in the our, basement, you know, yeah, without, exactly. you know, without any, you know, away from all watchful eyes. Right, and of course, none of our press was there to be able to report on it immediately. Um, but but I, thanks to the Russian press, in all honesty, for covering that story because it's exactly. like, oh, is that what happened? Thanks, thanks, Pravda. I don't even know if there still is a Pravda, but let's just assume there is. You know, I mean, and they're like laughing and snickering. Meanwhile, oh, yeah. in Russia and their media, saying, you know, it's that easy. All we got to do is go in, and Trump's going to give it all to us. I mean, the fact that he fell for that—it's more of a reason to obviously be done with him. But the plot thickens even further. Yes, because mm. late-breaking information that uh, before the show, Brooke mentioned in the way, mm -hmm. well, you heard this. I pretended for about four seconds that I had heard it, but then I realized I was going to need you to explain it to me. So let's have you explain it to us and to our audience. Well, obviously, as you guys know, that there is now a memo that... Mm -hmm. that uh, Insiders are claiming that uh, Comey wrote after his meeting or after his dinner, that infamous dinner mm -hmm. that night. Um, By the way, do we know how good the cake was at that dinner? Because we usually hear that there's excellent chocolate cake. I'm going to assume it was like a sponge yeah. cake right. or a coffee cake. I don't know. We haven't heard anything no, about we the haven't. Cake. It I wasn't very good. I see a creme brulee <laughs> well, in this dinner. Wow. For I mean, if it's know, a creme like brulee. Or some kind of fruits <laughs> in the cake. That, so it there was cake. pie, but it was an a la mode. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it was so, two scoops of ice cream on yeah, well, it. Yeah. Of course, he gets, he gets all the ice cream. Everybody so knows the, my pie is the best. The Comey memo that says that Trump said, I hope that you can be done with this, meaning the Flynn investigation. Exactly. You know, let's just Not suspicious at all. Not suspicious, not yeah. obstruction of justice, clearly. But just recently, it was reported that uh, Congressman Chaffetz, if I'm saying his name Jason right. Chaffetz Jason Chaffetz from Chaffetz, Utah. Good old Utah. Chaffetz yeah. from Utah, also chairman of the House Oversight Committee, has already written a letter um, to the FBI requesting that they uh, turn in to Congress all internal memos, anything written in terms of discussion between Comey and Trump, and they have a deadline due date. Um, and that's May 24th. So I am hoping that all of this will reveal some more truth. Oh, man, that's a Wednesday, that's only a week, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, why can't it be day. a Tuesday? I know. Why can't it be We a were just talking just, yeah. about all this great news comes out uh. on a Tuesday. And, uh, well, well. It's you know, not going up on a Tuesday. Yeah, but so. that's all right. We'll have to talk it's about it. It's a weird it. day to have it due, also. I guess it's before the well, Memorial Day. I guess everyone leaves town. I was going to say, their work weekends yeah, on Wednesday, so even when it's not Memorial Day. So I guess that's probably why it was Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, but as, of course, as this Scott was talking about, Jason Chaffetz is, uh, well, let's just say that uh, there might be some oversight, oversighting, I know that's not a real word, but it sounded funny, right? Over, someone's providing oversight to Jason Chaffetz at the moment as well, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of glass houses. There's a mm -hmm. lot of people with big old rocks in their hands. And, uh, and, I, and he's already said he's not running in 18. Well, not for the House, no. but does that mean he's running for the Senate, or is he going to run for president? You know, in But 20? why would you leave 
early in 18 when you're elected every two years to go run in 20 or, you know, so it doesn't make sense. Maybe so that he can be the next host of the Celebrity Apprentice because that's the clear path to the presidency. Arnold was not aware of the Constitution that he can't run. And also the ratings were terrible. So, you know, he's pretty much done, Schwarzenegger. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, Scott, as you hear about all of this, and we'll talk about the way that the White House reacted in a moment, but... You hear the story originally, and uh, your thoughts, and have they have, have your thoughts intensified? Yeah, in the days well, I, since why well, I have two thoughts. I'm like, it's either does he really want to be president, or is this a big f you to? Yes, thank you for cleaning it up. The rest of the world, like I can do whatever I want, sort of thing. So that's why I can just you know the the, the optics of it. Just the next day after the whole thing of firing Comey is like, let me just meet with the Russian. Uh, ambassadors in a closed door meeting in the Oval Office without allowing the American press to come in. I mean, the whole thing is just so absurdly crazy that it, those are the only two conclusions I can come up with. Either he's trying to do everything he can to prove that he doesn't want to be president anymore without actually resigning, or he just wants to just say, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to prove it to you guys by just doing all this ridiculous stuff, having the, the meeting with the ambassadors, telling them, you know, top secret information because he ostensibly can, as president, declassify anything and try to get away with whatever he wants. And it's just such a bizarre, it, it, it's just beyond bizarre. I think to me. it's a combination of, of sheer ignorance mm-hmm. and that I, that he believes that he's above the law. Right. Well, I think I there is definitely that. He think definitely that, thinks he can well, do whatever he, he wants. He thinks he can get away with whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's also to- not completely educated about mm-hmm. our laws that's the problem and telling the director of the fbi hey let's make that go away mm-hmm. and then just firing him despite being under investigation and wondering like why is everyone so upset you know sure you can fire him but just realize that there's going to be repercussions right mm-hmm. and i i think that that's that's not even surprising that's just the the most telling thing that we've seen over what is this? This is only 115 days. Oh my yeah, god! It feels 16. like it's been 115 years at this point. <laughs> it's just I can't. It. It's exhausting. So uh, over these 115 days, I think it's just his surprise, exasperation, and anger that there are consequences to these actions and uh, being held accountable is uh, something that he wasn't prepared for. Um, as it goes towards the story. Uh, you know, I, I guess Sean Spicer did a great job and uh, everybody in the White House press corps. Uh, it's really interesting because you have the story about uh, Sean Spicer hiding in the bushes, uh, which, of course, played into, you know, you knew Saturday Night Live. He was among was the bushes. He was, yeah, he, was a, yeah, he became one with the bushes, mm-hmm. which uh, he will probably have a lot more time for walking in the bushes soon. But we've been saying that for, you know, we had a... Uh, I don't know what we called it. We had like a, a, a Trump watch to see yes. who was going to get fired yeah. first. And we I don't think we picked Comey. Comey was not on that he was list. Not, yeah, we figured it was Spicer or Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. And, did you we, know, who did I say? No, I forget. Yeah, yeah. But it, it wasn't James Comey. No, nobody yeah. had James Comey. I can, yeah. Did you say Trump? No, <laughs> I, I forget who I said. Yeah. Oh, I said Bannon, I think it was. Mm. Right, which is which seemed like he was on the way out mm-hmm. the last time you were here. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's definitely back where he belongs, lurking in the shadows, mm-hmm. where he's most comfortable. Uh, like most columns are. But at the same time, <laughs> it's just, no, James Comey was the guy to get fired. But right. you just feel like at some point, Sean Spice, they're going to have to move on. Mm-hmm. And when we, you know, start to see other people like Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders, you know, she comes out there and it's like, well, 
which, by the way, I mean, I feel like President Trump said some pretty terrible things about Mike Huckabee, too. But yeah. nobody Seriously. really cares. But yet, Mike Huckabee's still on the Trump bandwagon and still tweeting these horrible jokes, which... Well, they are uh, bad jokes, Horrible too. jokes. Yeah. I, I can't even remember that, that the Trump one brain. that he said on Cinco de Mayo, which is probably good that I can't remember. Well, he had a couple, like, today about, you know, Trump uh, being the other guy on the grassy knoll of the Kennedy assassination. and you know, Everyone knows that that was Ted so, Cruz's father. You know, these things that are just not funny um, uh, and still supporting Trump, so... Uh, storage yard resident, great friend of the show, uh, chimes in that uh, Hillary believes that she is above the law. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, whether I think or she not, probably does too. Sure, I, I think those... a lot of these people believe sure. that. Uh, Bill Clinton clearly believed he right. was above the law, that he could lie under oath, and you know, so no reason to believe that Hillary doesn't think that. I would have to also say that yeah, President Trump definitely thinks he's above the law. He may right. have thought I that. I think before. he's in a whole other level yeah. than and then even Bill or Hillary. He's it, just in a whole other stratosphere. Before he was president, he may have thought yeah. that yeah, just because course. he's right. rich. Yeah. Well, he because feels... he's never had to answer to anybody yeah. before. Exactly. He, he started a business that he took over from his dad. He's always been the boss. He's always been able to kind of do what he wanted to do. Sue and his way is, out of things. Yeah, exactly. Get the right he's lawyers. The, surround right. himself. Whenever he's had to answer to someone, he divorces them. So maybe right. he's like going to serve us with papers. <laughs> maybe we're, there's going to be a knock yeah. at our door and we're Take like, America, right. you've been served. And we did not sign a prenup with President We'd Trump. We'd rather pay so. than you stay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry, Scott. Uh, <laughs> you were actually about to say something much more insightful than, than I was. No, no. I mean, it was basically... <laughs> it was basically that. <laughs> it was basically uh, but, you know, as I but. sort of circle back to the way that the White House press corps was – not the White House press corps because those are people who report on it, but the, you know, the press secretary, that division, uh, ill-prepared for something this significant because they can – again, cleaning it up – they can BS their way out of almost anything. This one was a lot tougher. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to point at pictures and say that there's twice as many people there that there really are than to say like, no, no, this – because they always tell us that things didn't happen. That we know mm-hmm. happened, right. and uh, well, and then the problem is too is then then Trump goes back around and says the complete opposite thing after they've already said stuff. So right. he basically throws his team under the bus. There. Well, he's a really I believe so, he said something along the lines of he's a really busy guy. Yeah. So you can't expect his representatives yeah, to always be right or always provide accurate. Well, I think that's an important, probably at the top of I, their list. I actually, think that's as their job. Well, that's as what my job. thought was was that's exactly the why you should depend on the, between yes. the yeah. two. Like. You can understand him being asked about things like, you know what, I haven't been briefed on that yet. But he would never say that. He'd always say, like, oh, yeah, we have we have the top people on it, even though he doesn't know what you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, we've got Frederick Douglass on that. I think as this continues to happen, the the credibility of the White House just continues to erode, especially with what occurred with McMaster going out and yes. saying essentially saying it was saying that the information was false that he spread um that the washington post article had said exactly this intelligence to the Mm -hmm. russian um ambassadors but more importantly if you think about the exact words that they use we did not share the sources we did not share methods instead of what the washington post was actually reporting they weren't talking about sources or methods they were talking about specific intelligence that could potentially um, put us in jeopardy with our ally they didn't say whom or the way in which it happened. And now they're using specific little words to try to get around what the truth is. And it's really sad because, unfortunately, a lot of people out there don't know how to read between the lines or don't know how to decipher that. And so they're like, White House says it's false. It's false. Fake news. Fake news. It's so easy to just throw it away. But, of course, we're seeing now that the truth eventually gets there. And sometimes it has to be written out for people. And that's obviously what's happening now. 
Yeah, and you know, I think that uh, I had read a headline that uh, I, I was at first very disappointed in what the headline was, but I actually clicked through and read it, and you're, you, it was basically referring that there was cheering in the uh, the press room at the Washington Post, and I was like, oh, because they have this story and they think they got Trump. No, they were really excited because it has like the the most clicks of I think any news <laughs> yeah, article, exactly. or at least this year. Mm. So I was like, all right, that's the kind of thing they can cheer about. But I actually thought I was like, yikes! I mean, we know that the media has. A bias in, in a lot of instances right. well, but let's been, not cheer they should have been <laughs> cheering about the tweet that where trump basically admitted that he shared this information yeah. that was important yeah and, and, and you know and intelligence we should get back to uh, comey for a second mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you reminded me when you mentioned the tweet that uh, president trump said that he, you know james comey better hope that there are no i'm using air yeah. quotes tapes. tapes yeah for those listening on <laughs> itunes we all did it uh there's no tapes yeah. so does that mean that there are no tapes or does he actually understand that it would be like a digital recording and people don't have you know they're not strapped with like a with a cassette recorder i think trump still lives in the 80s which is probably the mm-hmm. type of conversation he thought he was having when he was sitting with comey like sitting around with roger stone and his own yeah. mafia cronies mm-hmm. back in the 80s and he's like hey man we're gonna let that slide right and didn't realize that no you're actually in a, an official position and you can't just like yeah you know. well you know you see that tweet and it was again something that they incorporated in snl the comparison mm-hmm. to nixon but it's like yeah, you don't want to be like alluding that you're the guy who tapes when everything. i hear right. tapes i think of american psycho doesn't he say oh. like <laughs> i gotta go return some is it tapes or i believe videos? i believe that's what yeah, he says I love yeah. that movie. i'm just thinking like you know these old cassette tapes and they're just you know spinning around oh and they're you know they're that's what they have in what he has in the oval office uh <laughs> our friend r scott brown in the chat says that sarah huckabee sanders hey did she marry uh, one of Bernie's kids just kidding that would have been funny <laughs> Chelsea, oh Chelsea would have had no. a heart attack uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did her presser looking like she just came from a Grateful Dead cover band concert and someone yeah. gave her a cardigan and a string of pearls to wear um, why the pearl necklace Sarah Huckabee <laughs> well you know I mean it goes with everything it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a great it's accessory it's the conservative show yeah yeah well I, I guess that's what it is uh, but uh, yeah and I it's I believe Mike Huckabee said earlier today that people responding to, you know, commenting on her and criticizing her are being sexist. Oh, I read which that. Which I yeah, think I not that. criticizing her for any reason, like just like, well, she's a woman, let's not criticize mm-hmm. her, which first of all would, would not happen. But I think that would actually be sexist. It's like, well, I want to say some bad things, but, you know, she's a girl, so she cannot, she can't handle it. So She should be glad she's fair game. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, exactly. But, you know, not big game. Because but I get it. No, but I was going to say, speaking of that, that's what they were saying. Like, the appearance, they were talking about her appearance and that she was, you know, uh, overweight and these type of things, which I do think ends up being something that's more generated towards women than it is towards mm-hmm. men. You know, and that's yeah, but that Omar was there's calling a lot Trump of, out of being fat. You know, it was there's a lot of, never uh, really talked about. There's a lot of pieces and commentary on Sean Spicer. He is yeah, not being felt, a little stumpy. And guy. I'm pretty sure he has gained half a Huckabee in the time that he's been <laughs> serving in the White House. So not in height, guys. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. So yeah, I don't I mean I I so can't be surprised I by anything at this point. Guys, yes. Do you think that there that there is a memo that Comey has these um, detailed memos? Uh, I think that he if obviously if you're going to assume that that happened, but also now this is a guy who's you know, maybe trying to save face. But he, he's right. a former prosecutor. Someone yeah. mentioned yeah, that. Up there. that yeah. yeah, somebody mentioned that. Of course, yeah. he wrote memos because that's what they do. Um, I think it, I think it's definitely possible. Oh, yeah. 
I think it's very possible that President Trump would say that and think that, you know, even though he's the president talking to the head of the FBI, he might actually think like, well, we're just having dinner. So this is going to be off the record. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, that's kind of not the way the FBI works. Exactly. You know, and nothing about the way a lawyer thinks. Right. Or even just being president. There is no real off the record anymore when you're dealing with business. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing, too, is that, you know, supposedly he'd asked for um, Comey's loyalty. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. that's just not how it works at as president, you can maybe say that when you're talking, when you're the boss and you're working exactly. with somebody. I mean, he just doesn't understand that government does not work in the same way that he thinks he could operate his businesses. And I don't know. It's I don't even know what to say anymore. It's so crazy. It's like I don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, um, I definitely believe that there are detailed memos. I think Comey is a smart man. Well, I who think would, so too. Has that... written down everything. What I think that's going to be said on the other end right. is going to be. Well, he could say that he said anything and write it down. But that's the thing, and uh, but the the problem with with the whole situation is is the fact that he constantly Trump constantly changes what he's saying, so there is no credibility. Mm-hmm. And he talked about you know firing Comey last week because he was trying to because of how Comey handled the Hillary thing, which was clearly not true. And the thing is, if he really had nothing to hide, he would be the first person to say if he's clean. Let's hire a special prosecutor. Exactly. I'm going to prove to Here you. Are my tax here's returns. everything. Here's my tax returns. Here's you know. I, I so know that I have no involvement at all that I can have a special prosecutor put this thing to rest, make the Democrats look horrible. But the fact is, he doesn't do that, and he makes it worse for himself. And the thing is, yeah. he's the one that's making all this worse. For I mean, himself. let's work with the he's hypothetical for a second. You know, that, ruining that his what you said that he he could do. Let's just let's just say that all that was true. There's nothing to be gained from holding it all back. Right. You know, the tax returns, I think, would embarrass him in one way or another. Right, sure. And that's I, what, I think he, yes. I, that one I get. But in I terms do. of, I like, do get it, but there's I had no wrongdoing here. Right. If everything's on the up and up, right. you know, holding it back isn't doing you any favors. No, it you know? makes right. it look like you're hiding something. And that that's part of the thing with, with, with Nixon was, you know, the cover-up ended up being worse than the crime. And the fact that he's covering things up and trying to backtrack and lying and eroding his credibility makes it seem like there is something there. Oh, yeah. And what on. is it exactly? And, and he keeps thinking it's going to go away and it's not going to go away, especially the way he's handling it. Yeah. It's only going to intensify and get worse yeah. for him. I think one thing that that I've often thought about Richard Nixon, I thought that you know maybe he spent you know, the last decades of his life just sort of staring at that 1972 electoral, electoral mm-hmm. college map where he's like, oh, yeah, we did not need to do that. No, like, exactly. It wasn't even close. It was even and close. In that way, I feel like Trump will always have that framed election yeah. nightmare. The one that yeah. you colored in on, yes, uh, on Trump versus ele- Hillary. But the thing is, he will never have anything as close that Nixon had in 72. Yeah. That's the thing. No, like, no, no one Trump will ever will have really, that. No, no one will really have that anymore. Well, I guess, I guess Reagan Mondale was... Was the same. Was, that was basically was the, the same. same in 84. But, but yeah. I'm saying no one will have that in modern times, but certainly not him. No, Trump will never. Would but never at the same that. time, he's just gonna he's just gonna but look at all that beautiful be red. On that. But we right. don't know that he would have had that had there not been the interference. So with Russia, right? But the thing is, is like, and that's the thing. Going back to Nixon, is he would have been a really well-regarded president if he didn't get in his own way. And Trump, not that he would ever be in the same caliber because he doesn't have the experience or the the ability. Um, he could have had a decent chance of at least meddling or long. You know, and not self sabotaging, and now he's he's ruining any kind of credibility or any chance to even have that. I have to wonder if you know Roger Stone. You guys know who this guy yes. is. Yes, little 
little trickster. Yep. If he still am behind the curtain, kind of telling Trump what to do. You know, he was also implicated in Watergate. Right. It was like 19 Nixon. years I was old. Say, you know, he we're, has we're, a, an actual tattoo of Nixon on, on his back. back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I this mean, I do too. So right. well, mine's on my butt. But Who anyway. doesn't? You know? By the way, legitimately, <laughs> I got married at the Richard Nixon Library because oh. my wife's from that town. So uh, That's kind you know. of cool. Yeah, I don't have the tattoo anymore. Laser mm -hmm. hair removal. But anyway, <laughs> laser tattoo. <laughs> laser tattoo removal. You had to get the hair I, off. It does you gotta, get the, you gotta get the hair to get to the, uh, the Nixon tattoo. Anyway, because sorry. I, I can't very... imagine. Well, you know, you keep. I keep questioning myself. Sometimes I lay in bed at night and wonder Trump can't really be this much of a jerk and that stupid. But then I think, okay, he's playing games. And then I think when I look back, I don't know if you guys saw that um, Get Me Roger Stone. I it's have not a, seen it yet, but I know it's on Netflix. You've got to watch it. It's on I know, Netflix, I do want to so watch it. You should definitely watch it if you're interested yeah. in politics at all. Yeah. But um, Roger Stone essentially um, advised Nixon similarly to do the things that Trump is, Trump, Trump, mm -hmm. Trump is now doing. And um, it makes me wonder, like, who is telling him what he should and shouldn't do? Because this guy is very, um, what's the word... Easily influenced by others, I would say. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think that's, you know, and look, there are obviously a lot of questions about who has his ear the most. You know, we talked a lot about Jared Kushner. I think that was the last time you were here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bannon's a little bit more towards the back, and especially because, rightly so, Steve Bannon was like, you know, you really shouldn't fire uh, James Comey. But he's like, shut up, Bannon. What do I even yeah. have you for? And, I mean, he's right. It's just like, no matter what your reason was to fire him, like, the timing was, was not good. Well, yeah, and it's like he has a different flavor of the week. You know, yeah. at one point he's listening to Steve Bannon, then he's out, then it's Jared, then, you know, and it's Ivanka, and it's, you know, then who's the next person? Is it Roger Stone? Depending is it, on who's visiting Yeah, who's well. around. It's like whoever's in front of his face is the one who who has his his ear. And it's, it's, it's also a little scary, too, because you don't know who else is influencing him. And the fact is he doesn't take... Uh, advice from people who've been in, in politics and, and have been working for a long time like you know we thought he might do um, and he's not well and we also are expecting as we were alluding to earlier some new faces there in the in the press room you know at the podium and uh, very blatantly Fox News's Kimberly Guilfoyle mm -hmm. is really trying to get that Sean Spicer job you know we talked Why? about Sarah Huckabee Sanders that was sort of like a, a trial balloon to see how that went mm -hmm. and I don't say, I don't say balloon to imply that she was fat as soon as it came out of my mouth I was like that's <laughs> not it's actually not what I meant she's but, very svelte yeah uh, but uh, speaking of balloons uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle uh, best known <laughs> of course as the uh, ex-wife of uh, Gavin Newsom the mm -hmm. San Francisco but she was mm -hmm. best known I guess now she's best known known for working at Fox News. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, I mean, you know, it's a good job, I guess. Uh, but I, I don't... I mean, she also has the uh, the prosecutor background. So, sure, why not? But um, she's really pushing for it. I was reading an article about it. And I think that if you're going to make a change from Spicer, you should definitely go in a very different direction. Um, you know, I think that... You know, Bill O'Reilly doesn't have a job right now. Oh, it's God. just something oh, to think about. Uh, I just mean, keep him on the podium and away soon. from people. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, it, 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 he had no problem with his hands. It was really just on the phone, the late night call. I think to Kimberly Guilfoyle actually was one of them. But anyway, uh, you know, she's so... trying to get away from all of them. Yeah, that's, that's one way to get away from Bill yeah. O'Reilly, just to trap yourself in the White House. Exactly. Uh, so, Scott, as you sort of hear about this, and, you know, do you feel like Trump will just sort of put you know, another one of the same lackeys in there or will he sort of think outside the box a little bit or 
You know, it's, it depends how desperate he gets. It, they were talking about this, and that was the whole kind of thing yesterday, the whole spin and, and some of the theories where he was going to let him go and let Steve Bannon go. And, you know, that was the thing yesterday, and that felt like 100 years ago yesterday because yeah. it was so different from today. So now that's sort of on the back burner, and it's like you just don't know what's going to happen because, you know, it was just last week that Comey was fired, and so much has happened since then. Um, so on one hand, you feel like, again, it just depends who's who has his ear at the moment and which direction he's going to go in because as we said to Brant last week and he was talking about how he thought um you know Spicer was uh the opposite of Trump and I felt like he's the Trump protege like he does do Trump's bidding and he will go out there and and say these blatant absurd lies and uh to keep with what Trump wants him to say so I feel like it's it it would behoove Trump to get someone who's going to kind of stand up and basically be more press friendly and be able to not because of course all press secretaries are going to spin a little bit for their boss and and they want to project the best image like a press release or anything else but you do need someone that that can be a little bit more press friendly and someone that's going to be able to kind of be a little bit more of a smooth talker which Trump is not he's not a smooth talker he doesn't say the certain things that that he needs to say and Spicer to me is too much of that that lackey so it really depends you know going back to it of, of who has his ear and and what's going to happen the next few days because like i said is he just he's just self-imploding right now <laughs> this, this presidency yeah i mean i think that uh, that's definitely accurate you know it's uh, let's just say it's not going well uh but you could have <laughs> so you could have said that at any point and those same it's, it's actually somehow been only 113 days now we lost oh, two gosh, days we so two yeah. days are actually tacked into the end <laughs> now so sorry about that scott uh but uh one thing that i personally feel it no matter what all the mounting evidence is just because of the way that uh, congress is currently structured there's not going to be any impeachment. There's not even going to be hearings. Uh, we have this Wisconsin congressman, Mark Pocan, uh, which, you know, obviously is a delicious pie, which is a bad joke. I can't believe <laughs> I opened my mouth and said it. I apologize already. Uh, Mark Pocan says uh, we're an hour closer on an impeachment clock, which, by the way, selling the impeachment. I heard that and I was like, let's market the impeachment clock. You know, you have mm-hmm. you have Trump right at, at noon, you yeah. know. And uh, just so you or, don't, or midnight, you're saying you're like, you don't think there's going to be an uh, well, I just think if you had, you know, a Democratic Senate, a, you know, a Democratic mm-hmm. like 60 seat majority, you might get that. And depending on how everything was set up, um, I think it is going to take more than this. Basically, yeah. Trump's going to have to kill a guy in the White House <laughs> well, and on live TV. And um, yeah, right. Because if you just hear that, hear he did, that's it, just fake news. That's but then true. he might claim that somehow, you know, right? That's what those are CGI. Yeah. Well, he'll say Alec Baldwin did it most likely. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like it's not really him. Wasn't me. Yeah. Look, I think first of all, the impeachment thing is is thrown around quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is thrown around easily because, in a sense, Congress can do impeachment for really anything they deem. It doesn't have to necessarily be unlawful. So there's a little bit of difference there. It doesn't have to say that he broke the law. Um, it just has to feel like they feel it's offensible that he can't so handle his job. Could they but, could they hold impeachment hearings if you wear white after Labor yes. Day? Like it's really like whatever they feel like is yes, the uh, realistically. Which, by the way, but, I agree. That's, that's I agree too. Very that, tacky. I, that it's beyond. Um, Sorry, that, you were going to make a no, real point. But, but but the point is, is that yes, on one hand, right now, 
uh, because that base is still there in Trump's corner, they're scared of the base because they already know they have a rough road ahead of them with them having to go up for re-election first before Trump does in 18. So they're not going to rock that boat unless they know that their base has eroded enough, which Mm -hmm. is kind of sad. They're not going to put country above party. If they feel like their base is abandoning Trump in droves, then you would see them come up and say, we would want to do impeachment hearings because it's going to make them look good to say we threw our own president and our own party away uh, because we put country above. I, I think but, that the the roar for impeachment would have to be so much louder. Well, that's than, what I'm, than what I'm saying. If their base yeah. erodes support, because right now he has very low approval ratings, but he still has, and he's lost some with his base, but he's still in the in the 40s with his in the upper 40s with his base. So until you see that really erode, you're not going to see Republicans getting up in in droves to say let's do impeachment. The other hindrance is the Senate really needs to have two thirds majority. So you need basically 67 to be able to have them impeached. So it could be the same thing like Bill Clinton. You could get the House to say he's impeached, but then the Senate doesn't, and he's still in office. Um, the the point is, will Trump actually stay for the full term? And that's the interesting thing. And now a majority of people actually say they don't believe he will. Well, and we alluded to it earlier. My feeling is that if if Donald Trump isn't president in, 2020, in 2020, not mm-hmm. 2020, yeah, 2020, whatever, it's two zero two zero. 2 0 If he's not president, it's because he didn't want to be or he right. found it to be too much of a headache. Right. Like, it could be building towards something like this and he's yeah. like, oh, this is bad. I don't want to get impeached. I I'm know. out. I, I see. I actually see the possibility for impeachment coming really soon. I I, no, but I do. do think with you, if, if enough people in his base yes, are abandoning make him. that because, turn. And I think that right. the shift is starting. Slow, I think the shift is slowly occurring. I was even watching Fox News yeah. and their tone was slowly shifting just today. And I know that that's just one step, but I can I can also see it with some of the congressmen and senators. Um, but more importantly, we still have this other guy, Rod Rosenstein, mm-hmm. who may potentially do his job, do what he needs to do, and appoint either special prosecutor, obviously, if there's been a crime committed, which I believe there has been, or a, a, a committee, an independent committee, to investigate this further. And there's clearly something there. We already know there's something there with Flynn. Look, you've got a guy, Flynn, who wanted to cut a deal. You don't cut a deal unless there's something right. that you've done wrong. Then you've got a guy, Trump, who's trying to get Flynn out of jail, essentially, Clearly, for a reason, I, there's obviously something there. And firing there. Comey, and firing and Comey, and of course, you guys know the entire timeline. The but mm-hmm. there's clearly something there, and I think that, that we'll get to it hopefully before 2020. Right, and I do too. And I, and I, but I do think he would resign before going through the impeachment I, thing. I, think, I, think I don't, he'd want the I don't easy think that out. he would actually. I, I don't think he'll resign. I don't think he'll quit. I think he would be, and I think for two reasons. One is he can still get the benefits of the perks of the presidency and he can run off and, and do a book deal or another reality show, make millions of dollars and not have the headache of the presidency. But I think the other reason why he might resign is if it does stretch out the 2020 mm-hmm. and he feels he won't win, he does not, he'd rather leave and then blame it on everyone else and say, look, I'm, and I've said this from the very beginning, even before any of this mm-hmm. stuff came to light. I uh, left and now Mike Pence is a sacrificial lamb. He loses the election in 20. And Trump can point and say, look, if I was here, I would have won. Mm-hmm. And you guys pushed me out and I had to leave. And and because of that, uh, we lost. And it's, I just it's feel your like fault. he's so stubborn. I no, but I think he would rather blame other people than go and take the loss. He does loss. like to blame others. Because I mean, if I, he lost by a landslide in 20, that would be so humiliating for him. I think it would be easier for him to quit. And I, blame I feel I, I agree with the, the sort of the, the LBJ approach. Like when you're convinced you're not going to mm-hmm. win, you're going to step down. Then, and then, that's then, the only thing. Then, then take the, the fact of losing a humiliating loss. But if loss. that were to happen, that he was convinced he wouldn't 
didn't win re-election in 2020 and he did step down, he would say that, you know what, I always said I was only going to run for one term, even though, of course, he didn't say that. Or, uh, but or I did I, what I needed to do to make America say, great and, again. And, and now I, I got everything done. If and you look around, isn't America great? great yeah. So, you know what, vote for my friend Mike Pence. Exactly. And then parentheses, or don't, yeah. because he won't care at that point. I, right. I uh, so, but I think, but I do think that's either that or the other, and he won't want to go the humiliation of being impeached either. Yeah. Especially if it's with Republicans, right. he'd rather just walk away. Uh, uh, Brooke, hold your thought. Okay. I just want to get the from the chat. Uh, Hero seventy five. That's two E's. Hero. If Trump doesn't get anything done, then the base will start to leave Trump. Mm -hmm. They want him to get stuff done. And if nothing gets done, they will likely leave him. I think that's what we were saying. Uh, Trump will win in 2020. A storage yard resident, our friend says. I think Someone else is watching from Moscow, too. So that's pretty cool that you guys are watching over there. Wait, fill is us Putin in on what watching? Your fill <laughs> us in on what your media is saying. Your like, media, their media is like talks, Trump right? reports. I'd yeah. like to know what my exactly. friend is up to. Uh, you know, look, I, I agree with Storage Yard Resident in the sense that if the conditions and the sort of feeling in the country is similar to where it was at in 2016, which is impossible to predict. If you remember, you know, in 1991, no one ever would have imagined that George H.W. Bush wouldn't get reelected. He was so popular. There was an SNL sketch of of all the Democratic candidates, you know, determining who's going to be the guy to lose to George or lose to President Bush. So a lot can change in that time. Mm -hmm. But I I don't Mm -hmm. look at this point. I don't think it's impossible because all this stuff. It's you know when you think of the things that there were against Trump at right, on election he's, day, he still won. Yeah, so so this is just like oh, this I is know. all bad. I know it's wishful thinking, yeah. but I sure. think the collusion will come to light. I think that uh, he'll be impeached, but I think that in Nixonian ways, Pence or whomever ends up being the president, he'll he'll resign only if he's. Of course, pardon. Same same thing that happened with Nixon. Right. That's what I foresee. Right. Well, yeah, and that's that's probably of course it might be said, all a dream, like done. Biggie says. But, but but I but I also think compared to George H. W. Bush and the Clinton, you know, twenty five years ago, um, the electoral map is a lot different now, and we don't have quite that same back and forth. Of course, Obama won by what would be we consider today as a, as a landslide both both times. But I don't see Trump just like George W. Bush having the type of uh, coalition that's really going to help him win in 20 at this point with the change in demographics. It's going to be so much harder for him because like we talked about before he has already lost 4% of the people that said they would vote for him again and a lot of those states were by such tiny margins that he has no room for error and part of the problem is he hasn't expanded his his coalition at all and I don't see how he's going to be able to do that because he has not proven himself to be able to do that. Yes, Americans have short term memories um, you know, things could change. The economy could get better. Lots of stuff could happen, but I don't see the way things are going right now. And the fact that the economy has been in a growing period for the past eight years, that's going to keep that momentum and all these other factors to be able to propel him to a, a really reasonable reelection. But at the same time, we haven't had an incumbent lose reelection since George H.W. Bush 25 years ago. So you could go both ways and that. You could say the averages are that it's likely he won't win re-election because, you know, it's been a long time and people are, are already anchoring upset and new people are coming out to vote. What's going to be telling is what's going to happen in these special elections over the next uh, couple months, what's going to happen in the gubernatorial elections this fall for New Jersey and Virginia to kind of get a barometer of how 18 is going to be. And, you know, once we go from there, we'll really see the mood of the country. Come back to us after the mm-hmm. 2018 elections, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how that's I all shaping even, up. Even in 17, even, you know, the, the June special election with uh, in the Georgia 6th with John Ossoff and Karen mm-hmm. Handel. 
Um, and then in the fall, those were the first barometers in 09 when both of those governorships in Virginia and New Jersey flipped to Republicans at the time after Obama became president. And that became the sign of like the growing wave when the Republicans took over in 10. So it'll be we can start to see some of the trends now and what's going to happen this year. And it's he's definitely not helping any of his Republican uh, friends no. right now. Uh, this year. Speaking of getting new people in, and who do you guys think? I'm like taking over your time. No, please. I just thought of something. Um, who do you guys think will be the FBI director that will be appointed? Oh, it's funny you mentioned mm-hmm. the Republican governor of New Jersey because obviously, no, I, I people yeah. were floating Chris Christie's Chris name. Christie, yeah. And oh, I was gosh. just like, wait, the guy who's like actually currently under investigation, the guy right. who didn't get a job in the White House for whatever reason, mm-hmm. Trump didn't give it, no. So it's not going to be him. And Rudy Giuliani? Rudy Giuliani was oh, on that list. Rudy Giuliani stopped running for president because he yeah. had a headache. So yeah. I can't imagine him wanting to be head of the FBI. He, I think, I think what, he needs to be hospitalized. I think what Giuliani would like would be to be a Supreme Court judge. I think that's the, the sort of job that he would probably prefer to uh, head of the FBI, but uh, I, I I don't know because you hear those names, mm-hmm. but that's just because people you know go to the well. What who would be the worst people possible? Well, and also we don't always know because those are like the names you know people know, but they don't know all the the people toiling away that are the prosecutors and mm-hmm. other people that are. And I are, can't believe that he's even considering some of our Congress people, Republican Congress. Right. Well, people. I think he really has to take any anybody political out of the equation exactly. because already that's gonna pollute whatever chance he has of bringing someone that's going to come in and be able to say no because anybody that comes in that has a political slant their credibility of the ongoing investigation is already going to be taken down because they're going to be like well they're a republican congressperson or and the the senate already said there's no way that they're going to confirm someone who has an r behind their name or a d behind their name of course that wouldn't happen right but it needs to not be someone who's in the political realm it needs to be someone who's who's well you know and disassociated from that it's an old reference that'll be lost on most of our audience but if president trump really wanted to show that he's impartial towards russia he could get someone who's always been very critical of russia of course i'm talking about funny man yeah of Smirnoff, <laughs> who really built a career on criticizing Russia. I think it's a good choice, although I don't think he's a citizen, but, you know, you could work that out. Uh, I think it can't be a political yeah. appointment. Right, right. And, no, it can't uh, be. And, and honestly, whoever it is, is probably somebody that... Mike, Mike we Kelly's met, been floated we, Yeah, it, more than likely, it'll be somebody whose name you might have read in an article, but didn't stick with you because they didn't seem like someone that's uh, significant. Do you have a thought, Brooke, as to who it might well, be? Well... That's who I hear is the front runner, I guess, Mike Kelly, this former New York City police commissioner, who apparently is independent. um, But I am seeing that he might be a little more right leaning, and and that's why. Too politicized, I think. Exactly. Um, And then, actually, I took. There was uh, the thought of Mike Rogers. I guess he was a past chairman of the House Committee. Again, I wouldn't ever want Mm -hmm. someone in who has congressional ties. I just don't know. He should bring Comey back. I mean, let's, let's just really have some fun. <laughs> well, the sad thing is Comey was not even halfway through his term. The, you know, yeah. FBI directors are there for 10-year ten ten terms right? to yeah. try to straddle the different presidencies. So, you know, there is the look of keeping a little bit more nonpartisan. How crazy would that be? Yeah, I know. It's like, you never mind. I'll bring them back. Um, I thought it was interesting that My Star resident brings up about Ho- Herbert Hoover. I don't know where that came from, but... It was elected president Trump. without ever holding office. elected office, but well, he had been true. appointed to government office. Um, I guess that's I don't know. in relation to FBI director, but right. I don't know because sure. I was going to say that's like Dwight Eisenhower too, not having any political office before experience. But I was going to say both of those men, Dwight Eisenhower and Herbert Hoover, at least Herbert Hoover had been a, a secretary of commerce and actually worked 
in government enough to at least know a little bit more of how government mm-hmm. worked, unlike Donald Trump. And Dwight Eisenhower was commander of World War II. You know, it's not a great comparison. Knowing how that stuff, and was president of Columbia University, so he also knew how to have that leadership skill. So you can't really compare. Not to mention Herbert Hoover was president in twenty eight, and what happened? Well, I was going to say, like you know, Herbert Hoover did did a bang up job with the economy. Did not do a good job with the economy. So I'm not one that I would compare to. With yeah, uh, I would, I would try and stay away from that. I mean, I think Andrew McCabe is probably like the rational choice, but you know, it's not going to happen. No, and it still makes me nervous too. Even Andrew McCabe still Uh, makes me nervous. Why? Because of his. His wife's size? You know, his yeah. wife ran yeah. at, at, under the Democratic Yeah, no, platform. I just... I, He's too close to Comey? I, I think, He's yeah. He's Comey's homie? Comey's homie, Comey's, exactly. Hey, Comey's homies. <laughs> but I uh, feel sorry, like him I, in, the, in, the, in the AG, uh, uh, I don't it's know. Some, someone who can relate to me, so those comments always get read on the show. Uh, Marty Waterman says, Yakov Smirnoff reference, dot, 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 I'm old. Thank you, Marty. Uh, but Evangelina Cantu says, first time tuning in, welcome. And you are all really good about being impartial. Hey, we try, and that was always the goal. It's very difficult. I think when this. I'm on, you guys are more impartial. Well, try. <laughs> I, you know, a little bit. I mean, you know, Chelsea like goes to lunch with Bernie Sanders. And she his loves wife. Bernie. Yeah. So you know, it's a little bit more uh, biased. And of course, when Drexel happens to be here, look out. But look, we try. It's very difficult with this White House. You know, if we had been doing this show with a different Republican president, uh, that might it might be a little bit easier to be impartial. Like John Kasich, maybe I would be a lot more open to being like, okay, even though I don't agree with a lot of his policies, I feel like he's a little bit more in the in the middle as far as his governing. Mm-hmm. Or Ted Nugent, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but we, anyway, we appreciate everybody joining us in the chat. Uh, we only really have a couple more minutes, which is always the way it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I earlier referenced, you know, sometimes you see a headline so quick and it gives you the wrong impression. I wanted to point out a headline that I misread and I was like, no, he didn't say that. He couldn't possibly say that. Uh, President Trump confident his travel ban is awful. And then I'm like, really? Oh no. <laughs> Lawful. I was like, I was like, wait, why would he say that? Like, what's his game? He's really punking us the whole time. I was really excited. And then I clicked on him like, you idiot. You just didn't read it. Uh, but to bring up our final topic, he's convinced it's like, it's going to be upheld and uh, we're going to you know, kick out everybody that uh, doesn't go to his country club. He's going to kick out everybody who wasn't there for the light beer celebration on uh, Capitol Hill. If you don't look like those people, you're probably out. But uh, he's very confident, Scott. I mean, clearly, because they keep trying. <laughs> no, they just don't give up. Yeah, I, I. You know, I mean, it's good. It's like it's like healthcare. They'll try again. I, right. I mean, I know, I know. It still has to. You know, the Senate has to still get involved. But uh, yeah, which that's a whole. Other I mean, story the, that we've the now Senate. Forgotten about. We just talked about how. Yeah, I know because there's been so much else. Yeah. Which you know, mission accomplished if that mm-hmm. was your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anyway, uh, there's a rumor that McCain is starting to rally Republicans against Trump. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I would be. You know. There are a lot of people who President Trump spoke badly of during the campaign who have uh, since come out and supported him. Ted Cruz being the most surprising one. Paul Ryan. Yeah, a little bit less surprising for Paul Ryan because of the job that he Mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, honestly, if it was – if John McCain – after he said, you know, I like guys who don't get caught – I, I would be very disappointed in John McCain, who I met very briefly once, and he was a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. And when you think about what he went through, the fact that he could have gone home because of who his father was, and he stayed if they were going to hold on to everybody else. And, you know, so if anybody's going to do it, it's John McCain. Right. And if John McCain's doing it, it's not because he holds that grudge. It's because he's like, no, this is what's best for the He's a good, decent man, and he cares about America. And uh, let's be honest, Trump would never have lasted 
a day if he was in McCain's position a, there. A, a half no, hour? Yeah, Do you I think know. he's got a half hour in him? No. Yeah, he's like, wait, your father is, yes, please yes, let me out. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, we didn't get to the topic of Betsy DeVos being booed, but oh, who's surprised? Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. no, so good. But, you know, hey, uh, we can always put that on the back burner. Because, Brooke, you'll be back with us next week. Yes, two months. Theory, Chelsea will be back with us. We'll see. But, uh, Chelsea for, and I are going to take y'all on. That's you know right. what? Scott and I might just sit off to the side and just put our feet up and, and let you guys hash everything out. That sounds that sounds like a nice little vacation. But anyway, for Scott Moore at SMN80, for Brooksalees at Brooksalees TV, I am uh, Christian DMZ. At Christian DMZ, you can find me there. And of course, the show is at Trump Report ABTV. We will see you next Tuesday, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.